out there in podcast land, thank you guys for coming and joining us for another podcast for Gathering for Women. And I'm Jenny, and I'm so honored to be with you guys. And I've got Kamala here with me today. Kamala Farmer, give it up. Woo woo. Woo woo. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And she is super excited to be here. And uh, we've given Joan the day off. She's out uh, doing some things and living life large. So uh, we'll catch up with her on the next one. But uh, I just wanted to come before we jump in, Kamala, and, and talk about your story. Um, I just want to share really quickly, you know, our heart for doing this is really that women can come together and they can hopefully be inspired by our stories. Yes. You know, for those who maybe who don't know us or this is your first time tuning in, um, my husband and I, his name is RC, and uh, we have had the opportunity of pastoring but man, we've been in ministry for 25 years from serving in the nursery, That's right. you know, up to senior pastors now. And I have just had the opportunity of meeting amazing, beautiful women who are everyday, who are moms, who are wives, who are sisters and coming to realize, man, they have stories and their stories are powerful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of us walk, can be in different stages of life. Some of you right now may be folding clothes for the umpteenth time. The dishes are in the sink again. (laughs) Or maybe you're clocking in or clocking out from work or in the drop-off line with school. Or maybe you're sitting in a doctor's office, you know. Um, Maybe you're taking care of somebody. And so, you know, we all have these walks of life. But I believe that there's times our stories can actually intersect. Yes. And, um... I know today what we're going to be talking about, but uh, Kamala, and you actually have a lot of stories that I want to get out here. Yeah. <laughs> and so yes. today we'll be talking about one, but you know, we've known each other for what, about eight, eight years? years? I know mm-hmm. the best eight years mm-hmm. of your life, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I've paid her um, to say that, but you know, so maybe if you're listening right now, man, grab your iced tea, grab your cup of coffee. Or your bottle of water if you're really good and uh, come and just pull up to the table and I just want to have a conversation today um, I think this is probably something I think we all have faced maybe at different levels yeah. or in different ways mm-hmm. and one of the things I kind of wanted to talk about was shame and you know shame is something that tells us that we um, it's a little different than guilt. Sometimes guilt says, you know, I've done something bad. Shame yes. says that I am bad. Yeah. Like that there's mm-hmm. something to the core. And, you know, I believe as Christians, you know, the enemy can keep us locked up in that shame. And with shame brings fear and all these other fun emotions and roller coasters. And so I know the part of your story you're going to be sharing today. And before we even begin, I just want to say thank you for having the courage to come and be vulnerable today. You're um, welcome. <laughs> she's like, no, I may it's change my mind hard. after this. But, um, you know, to really, honestly, and this is where I think, you know, as women, sometimes I feel like we get in this competitive stage, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we got to have the picture-perfect life. Mm-hmm. Nobody can Social know. Social media life. Yes. Yes. Nobody can know that I struggled or mm-hmm. had these struggles. You got to, you feel like you got to have this perfect thing. And so, you know, part of this with Gathering for Women is just to come say, hey, we're real. That's right. And we're authentic. Mm -hmm. And we've had some great moments. Um, I will be sharing some of my failures. (laughs) And, you know, maybe you learn what not to do and, you know, things. But and then what to do. And so what I love to do is just kind of if you'll walk us through kind of your story and, you know, just to kind of set this. I know in part of this, 
we're going to be talking about shame and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And we know that sometimes there's people in our stories that love us mm-hmm. and but can also hurt us unintentionally yeah and you know and sometimes especially too because i know when this part of your story takes place you were not a christian right no so no i went to church <laughs> went to church quotation yeah, quotation um, but you know and so sometimes we have that god conscious but maybe we're not fully living That's for right. jesus and so sometimes we're making the decisions on the best that we know how to and i know i've hurt people unintentionally and so um, even as people share their stories, you know, we never are trying to put anybody in a bad space no, or bad no, light. No, no, no. It's just part of our story. It's part That's of right. the journey that we've been on. And so I know coming in, your story kind of takes place at what age here that we're coming in today? 15. 15, 15 years oh, old. Oh, girl. Yeah. I can remember my 15. <laughs> um, those are, if you're 15 and you're listening, uh, Lord, we are praying for you. It's that, a fun age. And, you know, you're, I think you're also, you know, you're trying to figure life out. You're very vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Insecure. I was at least. Yes. You know. I pretended I wasn't, but I was. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and I think we, we start to um, get introduced to our true love, right? Oh, the yeah. one who will be with us forever. Yes. yes. And uh, yes, I was, so I was 15 and never dated. I was always um, just the friend, you know, which is okay. You know, yeah. I was the taller friend and everybody, you hey, know, girl, was, I'm right there. I mean, you. I I, women. yeah. So <laughs> I just didn't really, I had guy friends, but yeah. you know, they weren't like, romantically interested in me which is fine um but I started a guy was like four years older than me 19 years old Mm -hmm. and I was 15 and fell head over heels with him Mm -hmm. and um wasn't wasn't the doing his living his life the best um at the time and um anyway six months into the relationship um I got pregnant Mm -hmm. and just I guess I was thinking I it wouldn't happen. I mean, I don't know, but like yeah. 15 years old and scared to death. And um, actually, my best friend was the first one I actually told. Um, and then I, again, had to tell my mom, yeah. which I think she tried to handle this as best she could at the time. You know, yeah. your 15-year-old daughter tells me she's pregnant. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, you know. I actually just didn't want to believe I was pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, just wanted, that was the best thing for me to, in my mind. Yeah. I don't even know how you would even try <clears throat> to yeah. fathom that. Yeah. And, um, so pretty much my mom, you know, was like, we need to make a decision. Yeah. And at the time she's not living her life, you know, for the Lord either. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was where I'm going to make an appointment and we're going to go, to out of town because they didn't have one in town so we're gonna go out of town and we're going you're gonna have an abortion um you know and I didn't know you know what I mean I didn't know what to think (laughs) 15 and so kind of walk me through you know so you're in this space and life has kind of changed and um you're kind of put in this situation where you have to kind of take care of things and what it how did that feel what did you kind of feel from that um shame a lot of shame um of course i guess i thought i had guilt obviously yeah. at the time because i was thinking what's the best thing to do do i you know have a baby out of wedlock right. you know i really didn't adoption wasn't even 
thought about, I guess, in the picture right. back then. I mean, we're talking 30-something years ago at the time. I gotcha. And so it was almost like have a baby or an abortion. That was the only two options in your I mind, gotcha. I guess. But, um, you know, I didn't want to shame my family. Mm-hmm. So just it was more enticing to, to let's just get rid of it, you know. Yeah. You know, so um, so the appointments made where we go out of town and have it done and I still remember like like it was yesterday I know I had to wear like a dress mm-hmm. you know um I didn't think about it then but now honestly it was just accessible for them mm-hmm. um so then we went to um on the way to the clinic it was about an hour drive you know just sitting there in your own thoughts I was gonna say you, you know remember what you it were thinking yeah or... I just remember just like being a nice beautiful day it felt like it was in the springtime um, cause it was kind of chilly in the morning, but it mm. warmed up a lot and going to the place. My mom told me just to lay down at the time because she saw the protesters Testers, and yeah. all that. And she just didn't want me to be traumatized, traumatized by, by yeah. the protesters, you know, um, at the time. And so I could hear it, but I couldn't see the protesters. So I got, I remember cause the windows were down. So I like laid in the back and I heard them like, you know, some of them can be ugly. I yeah. get that. So, you know, they were just like chanting and saying things. And then we drove through the gates and they couldn't go any further than the, the right. fencing. And then when we got to the clinic, um, you had to go in like check in or whatever. Right. And you go into this like drabby room, like this just plain Jane room. And you're sitting there and there's all types of women. No, black, white, you know, any kind of older, younger, you know, you're just sitting there. And I mean, and honestly, like only dress I had was like my Easter dress. Mm. So like I'm sitting there in this like kind of nice dress I could afford at the time. And, you know, it's my boyfriend at the time and my mom there. And he's not saying anything because he's like, he don't know, you know. And anyway, they sit you there and then you go back. Um and I'm trying to remember. I felt like I remember that they had to do a heartbeat. Like, I, I do remember. You you yeah, I do remember hearing the heartbeat. Mm. Um, I was only if maybe like six weeks. I Because gotcha. um, I only found out because I had missed my first, you know, menstrual cycle. Mm. And um, so they, I think they did that. I'm pretty sure. Because I remember laying on the table and like, you know, hearing. like you're in the doctor's office. <laughs> the women don't know what I'm talking about. And, um, you know, they're like, we got to check your... Mm-hmm. You know, and just to make sure there is a heartbeat, I guess. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, they're putting you to sleep. Wow. You know, and then you wake up and in this cold room, yeah. freezing to death, and excruciating pain, yeah. you know. So um, then just leaving there, um, on the ride home, it was just a lot of pain. That's all I remember. And then going home and just, like, going to bed. So let me ask you, you know walking through that at 15 and you know I'm sure that that's so much to even try to process Mm -hmm. and um you know how did that affect you kind of coming through life yeah so I was we actually did that on a Saturday Mm -hmm. it was like just on the weekend and then by Monday I'm back at school wow yeah so like I was in 10th grade you know my first year in high school and um I, I know I, I was different, but I was just trying to mask it like nothing. Yeah. I didn't, I mean, by, I would never want anybody to know about it. You know, mm-hmm. the only people that knew was my boyfriend, my mom, and my best friend at the time. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, it was traumatic for her. I talked to her now. I told her I was doing this podcast. I was like, you know, is it going to be, she's like, I never want to say anything, but it, it was hard for me to know you went through that at the time. Right. Um, but anyway, so. Did um, you feel a lot of weight? That yeah, you it was a lot of weight. It was a lot of weight. And I got kind of wild that first, you know, like drinking and smoking cigarettes and, you know, just not caring, going out, um, sneaking out at night, you know, just yeah. whatever I could do to mask, mask it, it, you know. Yeah. And um, numb. Yeah, just numb. Yeah. And, and it wasn't long after that. Um, we broke up, which was devastating, yeah. you know, um, for me at 15 it was, I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, so I had to go through that. Um, and a lot of that, what upset me was because I was told that the breakup was because I made that decision and he didn't want that decision. So that made it hard. Yeah. Like I felt that guilt. Yeah. Like, even though I know that really wrote the reason, I mean, you know, so, but anyway, so. So now, you know, fast forward these years and you have a daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you are a Christian. Mm-hmm. You're living for God. So how did did that affect your walk, even maybe when you first kind of came to Christ? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely Do you mind did. sharing anything? Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, I just, it's not something I laid, it, laid down. Right. I kept it because, I mean, I and I didn't want to tell anybody. Like, yeah. my husband, I didn't tell him. I wow. didn't. And I was scared for my kids to find out, you know, they just recently found out in the last, you know, five years or so, maybe 10 now, I can't remember, (laughs) my life's been busy, Um, but they didn't think any different about me, you know, I just wanted to be open and honest with them, Um, you know, I just know that because being a Christian, some people look down on you because you did do that, even though I wasn't a Christian at the time, you know, Um, but you know, I, I can say, you know, when, because when shame is there, it's mm-hmm. sometimes it's one of those things that nobody really sees. It's yeah. the shame that we carry and we can have our face on to the world that everything could be great yeah. or, but it also can bring fear. Yeah. And, and heavy... I definitely deal with fear, anxiety and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's definitely a trauma in my life. Absolutely. Um, and the enemy knows how to bring it up no matter what, you know, like especially um, just like different little things like, oh, well, did you ever wonder what you were, what if it was a boy or what was a girl? What mm-hmm. was this? You know, that that kind of stuff. That that definitely brings a lot on you. you. Um, you know, around the time that I think I would have had a child, you know, I think about it like, wow, I would have like a 30-year-old now or actually 32-year-old mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like, what would my life would have been, I you know, too. so. So if you could, um, can you kind of share maybe there might not have been a moment because sometimes it's not just a moment. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a process that mm-hmm. God takes us through. Kind of how did some healing start to kind of walk um, opening up on my open up on my conversation um and, and especially here at church we've had um quite a few members of the church that's mm-hmm. been through either almost had an abortion yeah. or had an abortion or a few abortions yeah. and yeah. them opening it up made me feel like oh i can bring safe this to place. the safe yeah. place you know not everybody which now <laughs> right. is everybody but it's okay <laughs> thank you for your vulnerability <laughs> Um, but like, you know, I, I just, other people opening up has helped me, I you gotcha. know, because keeping it in the dark is what the enemy uses, 
Right. You know, right. Um, I'm not going to say it's easy because mm-hmm. I still struggle with it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, just like other decisions in my life I've made, I, str- yeah. I struggle with it, right. you know. So, um, but it does get easier if you do bring it to light to trust certain people. And yeah. I wouldn't just be blasting yeah. it. Yeah. And I, we definitely want to say, you know, as, as a disclaimer, we, we say this a lot around our church, you know, find the people that can um, carry the weight of your story. Yeah. You know, God does calls us to, um, you know, one, to repent. And we've all sinned. Yes. We have all fallen short. We all have things in our lives that we have done. And, um, you know, when we come to him and we allow him to begin to bring those healings. And, you know, there were things in my life, not necessarily. I was on the opposite end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't have an abortion, but somebody very, very close in my life. Um, came to me for advice as a teenager, you know, which I had no business, you know, giving any advice. I didn't know anything. And, um, but I knew the situation. I was like, if you have this child, um, your spouse is going to kill you. Yeah. Like, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Because it was kind of out of um, of the fair. And, um, you know, and it was just, and I remember giving, like, you need to do this. And mm-hmm. I, you know, not knowing, I mean, I, you know, didn't, yeah. you know, you don't, I didn't know what I was saying yes to. And I can remember even after I had given my heart to Christ, you know, I felt that guilt mm-hmm. of saying, man, I've participated in somebody, yeah, you know, um, making that choice and, you know, having to go to God and ask for forgiveness. And so, you know, maybe you're out here and you're listening and you say, you know, I maybe made that choice to have an abortion before I knew Christ or, um, you know, I've known women who struggled with the, the guilt and the shame. And it's one of the reasons we kind of wanted to bring the story to life is because there is healing for you. Um, God's grace can extend to that. Yes. And he can bring hope and he can bring forgiveness and it's, um, you know, I'm sure even in your case, having to forgive some of the people who made that decision for you or, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, not again, that they're bad people. It's no, just, you no, know, it's yeah. just, um, and now, so I really, my heart was, you know, to say, okay, when we find ourselves in that place of shame, it's bringing it into light. It's allowing God to work on that core belief that mm-hmm. says I am bad or I'm not valuable yeah. because when you do that, when we believe that core lie, then it can, and I think you even kind of alluded to it, it can actually start bringing you, we'll try to numb it, Yeah, we'll, numbing. you know, and mm-hmm. that doesn't, we always just think of drugs and alcohol, yeah. which, you know. Yeah, I mean, food addiction, yeah. anything like that, yeah. I'm yeah. like relationships, yep. I'm like spending, mm-hmm. I mean, we have our ways to numb stuff, yes, you know what I mean? exactly. Lord God, give me away from Team and Sheen, you know. Um, <laughs> shopping can <laughs> shopping be a, is yeah, a bad addiction. You know, but so we have those ways that we try to cover. And so I think when we bring it to God and say, hey, this is a place in my life, no matter what it is, that God, I need you to, I don't want to carry this shame around. God did not call us to live in that. He called us to walk in freedom. That's right. And so I wonder if you would, um, would you pray for maybe anybody out there listening that says, you know, I've struggled with this. I felt the guilt. I, I don't feel worthy. Again, you know, I can remember something in my life that happened that I had done young, but I I remember being in Bible college and the Lord just laid it on my heart and he said, I've forgiven you, but this piece of your life 
is still being hidden in darkness. Yeah. And until you allow me to bring it into the light, then the enemy doesn't have any more power over it. But as long as we keep it in the darkness, in the shadows, mm-hmm. and it's that fear that, oh, my God, if somebody finds out, will yeah. they really love me? Yeah. Will they start thinking different of me? You know exactly. what I'm saying? And so I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to tell anybody, you know. <laughs> and the Lord was like, no, just trust me. Yeah. And again, you got to make sure it's somebody that's trustworthy. Yes. You know, don't go yes. blabbing it on Facebook. That's not yeah. what we're telling you to do. No. Um, but, you know, finding somebody that will, maybe it's a pastor, maybe it's, you know, maybe it is your best friend, maybe yeah. it's your sister, maybe it's somebody in your family, maybe it's a counselor yeah. to say, hey, this is something and I need to bring, I need to have healing from it. And I, I mean, know, even for me, I'm like, I, you know, since I've been through it, you know, I'd, I'd love to talk to I love someone. That. I mean, you know, yeah. if they feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, so. And so, hey, and if we're going to give you our church website, you don't have to come to church here. If you just want prayer, man, we want to be there to pray for you. Mm-hmm. That's part of this gathering for women, right? Exactly. It's coming to say, hey, we're standing together. So, all right, Kim, I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> <You're fine. laughs> and I'm going to let you pray. Right. So go all ahead, right. girl. Uh, Father God, we just thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you that we have the opportunity to actually get the word out um, on abortion and 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 not have the stigma of, you know, oh my gosh, everybody's going to know and, you know, and be feeling condemned about it. Lord, I just, I just pray for anybody, even men. I mean, men have mm-hmm. been through it with maybe their, their significant other that may have had it. And then they're probably feeling the guilt too. Lord, yeah. I just pray for men and women that may have gone through this shame, Lord, of, of, of having the abortion. Um, and just, just pray that they can talk to someone that, um, you know, they won't feel like, you know, an embarrassment about it, Lord, and, and just let them know that bringing it to the light um, safely with the safe people, that it will help them heal, Lord, and giving it to you, Lord. And we just ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I want to just say Romans five sixteen, it says in the Passion Translation, it says, and this free flowing gift imparts to us much more than what was given to us through the one who sinned. Because of transgression, we all are facing a death sentence with a verdict of guilty. I mean, all of us. We've Mm -hmm. all sinned. We've all fallen short, right? But I love this part. It says, but this gracious gift leaves us free from our many failures and brings us into perfect righteousness of God, acquitted with the words not guilty. So maybe you're out there, and I just want to echo what Kamala has said. Man, when you come to God— when you ask and you repent, and then we say, God, I'm giving you these pieces. I'm giving you these pieces that are ugly or that hurt or they're painful. They're maybe jagged or they're in pieces, God. And, and I'm I'm releasing this to you because I heard you say that. Like, yes. even when you came to God, you're like, I'm not releasing yeah, this part yet. exactly. And there's that part of even surrendering. God, I surrender my pain. I surrender my hurt. I surrender my trauma. And I'm asking you to heal it. Listen, ladies, he wants to walk with us on the journey of healing. That's his heart for us to walk in wholeness, to walk in forgiveness. And when we allow God to heal us, when we allow God to bring us back in, man, we get to pour that out on other women. And we get to see them living in their full trueness. And so, freedom. Yep. you know, I love that. So, Kamala. <clears throat> Thank you. Wasn't Thank that bad, you. wasn't it? <laughs> it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. <laughs> and so we're going to have Patty Riggins with us on our next po- podcast. Yay. And, um, man, her story, mm-hmm. she um, really suffered with depression. 
and actually had a suicide attempt wow. that failed, thank God. Yeah. Um, and she's going to share with us, even through part of her shame with that okay. and walking through. So That'll be so it's good. A, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's a big piece. And, um, man, thank you, ladies, for listening. And I pray, I'm going to pray and bless you out. And uh, we hope you guys will tune back in with us. And listen, if you want prayer for anything, we're gonna. Get, I want to give you our uh, email address. Um, you can come to Connect Real Life Church SC at gmail.com. And we'd love to pray with you. We'd love to um, just encourage you. Love to hear your stories of what God's doing and what God has done in your life. And uh, until next time, we look forward to sitting around the table with you. And uh, we love you. And have a great day. Bye bye.